from Gate 7 or from Championship number 6. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one -on -one. Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Join with my man, Swerving Irving Washington. He's back after watching Avatar. How was what's the review? Pretty good. It wasn't good as the first one though. Man, but fuck the I mean, fuck the Dallas Stars. Did they lose? Yeah, he loses six to three. Damn, it was just three to three last time I looked. They gave up three goals in like four minutes. Damn, that's I mean, like, yeah. That's like man, the Sharks he, last night. Sorry ass bastards. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing good. Nice. Here, ready to talk some college uh, football. Yes, Doing sir. Doing pretty good with our bowl picks. Yes, sir. We should be undefeated. Yes, but, sir. You know, these shitty ass refs about <laughs> college football. Oh my god, bro! We we have had uh, some some pretty awful beats, dude. Uh, we had an awful beat, obviously with the with UTSA. I mean, that was one of the worst officiated games. I mean, anybody with two eyes agrees, but. Uh, and then your boy, uh, and then we had San Jose, San Jose State, State. Man, they got to fire that coach, <laughs> bro. They came. I mean, it's it's tough because like that kid dies, right? And then like mm -hmm. their season just took a total turn. And like I don't know what happened in that locker room. I don't know what the, I don't know what went on. You know what I mean? I obviously wasn't there, but for that to happen, like that. This season, and then to show up in the bowl game and like you're up thirteen nothing, and then just like get a, a extra point blocked. And then after that, it was all she wrote. It was like forty one unanswered points at one time. You know what I mean? It was just it was bad, dude. Uh, but that's how, that's the way bowl season goes. Sometimes, man, that's yeah. why it is a little bit difficult to handicap because you don't know the effort, you don't know the motivation level. Um, and obviously, like, a lot of teams lose players, which is why we're here, because we got that information. We're trying to compile it all together and get the best bets possible. But in the long run, we're still doing well in uh, bowl season. We're well over 500. we We're making money. So we all right. We all right. Um, before we hop into these games, we're going to be talking bowl games from uh, tomorrow, Thursday, December 22nd to next Wednesday, December 28th. We have a lot of bowl games. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 of them to be exact. Um, but we do need to talk a little bit of National Signing Day because today was National Signing Day. Obviously, this is our college football show, so we want to get that information out to everybody. Um, so as of National Signing Day, according to 24-7 Sports, Alabama is the number one recruiting class, followed by Georgia, followed by Texas, number three, Miami, number four, Ohio State, number five, LSU, number six, Oregon, which came up huge. Um, we're able to flip a couple of top five recruits this week. Uh, they're in at number seven, Oklahoma, number eight, Notre Dame, number nine, Tennessee, number 10. Um, and for the first time in a long time, Clemson is on the outside looking in at number 11. This, however, does not... Um, this does not include uh, transfers. This is Transfer. this is only high school recruits. But I want to ask you, what was the biggest surprise for you as far as National Signing Day and uh, you know what's the outlook going? Uh, the biggest surprise for me was um, that safety from Texas committing to uh, Oregon because mm -hmm. that just came out of nowhere. Because um, he diff, I, don't, I think he only took an unofficial visit to Oregon. Didn't even take an official. He was down to. Um, Notre Dame and Oklahoma, but now reports have came out that he didn't sign his national letter of intent to Oregon, and he might be flipping back to uh, Notre Dame. Really? Yeah, his mom is not let his mom don't want him, don't want him to go to Oregon. Yeah, she clearly wasn't happy when you watched the video. Yeah. She she wasn't really feeling it, but 
So if she doesn't sign his letter of intent, his dad would have to do it. It remind it happened before because uh, Landon Collins, the uh, five star safety from uh, Louisiana, yeah, his mom wanted him to go to LSU. His mom wanted him to go to LSU, and she refused to sign his uh, uh, national letter of intent. But the dad uh, stepped up and signed it, and he was able to go to Alabama. That's pretty pathetic, in my opinion. Like, yeah, that's no, your that's kid, bro. It's supposed to be the kid's decision. Yeah, you gotta let your kid do it. I mean, you know, Emmett Smith's kid goes to Stanford. You know, he mm-hmm. wanted him to go to Florida, obviously. And he supports it. Yep. So that's pretty. That's pretty whack, in my opinion, dude. I don't. I don't really like that. Um. <clears throat> what's your thoughts on uh, on Clemson? First time out uh, of the, out of the top ten. Dabo Sweeney was asked today about it, and he said they've always run their program on NIL, God's NIL. Yeah, dude is a certified uh, clown. Um, <laughs> I have I've never really uh, thought he was a good coach. He just had excellent assistants around him, and now that all those assistants are gone. They're still going to be a good program, but they're not winning no more national titles. I think in a couple of years, they won't even be the head of the ACC. If they're even still in the ACC, they might have to go to the uh, to the SEC because, you know, these super conferences are coming down the pipe. Yeah. But, yeah, Clemson is not – they don't have the juice no more. It's not even – it's not even close anymore. If they could stay around top 10, top 15 recruiting classes – which they'll they built they built up enough cachet to stay in that range and they can compete for ACC titles. But as far as them being in like the playoff picture, well, until it's expanded, I don't see them being in the playoff picture no more at all. Yeah, I thought his I thought his comments today were a little corny, dude. To be honest, I thought, yeah. I thought it was, he's a cornball. Yeah, I thought it was like if I was a recruit. I mean, obviously, like I'm a little different than most people, but. If I was a recruit and I was hearing that shit, I'd be like, bro, why would I – I don't want to go play with this for this guy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no way, dude. Sign me up somewhere else. But uh, I was pretty surprised that uh, that not only did Clemson kind of fall out, but Texas A&M, dude. Obviously, they had a rough year. But last year, mm-hmm. I mean, they dominated the recruiting cycle. This year, right as of today, they're 14th. Um, mm-hmm. That can obviously change between now and, and the beginning of next year. But yeah, the two things that not to, my bad. Go ahead, no, no, finish. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. Now the two things that killed them this year is that they was terrible on the field and they didn't beat Alabama. Now, uh, are they going to continue on this um, downward spiral? Probably so because Jimbo <laughs> has been exposed as a coach. Now he just hired a a new OC. Now we're going to see if that OC is going to actually get to be an OC and run his plays and his program and his scheme. Or is Jimbo gonna shit all over and continue to do what he do? Um, that's gonna be very interesting. But that was the main reason why they went down, and they're probably not offering a good enough NIL right now to kids too. Because you see, Miami is was terrible. Yeah, and they got a top five recruiting class. So, yep. And on top of that, Oklahoma wasn't that good last year. They're number eight as of today, um, yeah, according to twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. The um. The Venables magic might not wear off yet, but if he doesn't start winning year two, year three, then they're going to the SEC. Dude could get packed up. He might get fired. Um, he definitely got to do better than six and six next year for sure. Yep. Now, um, they might have some growing pains because they do have a five-star quarterback in Jackson Arnold. He might start as a true freshman if they don't add anybody in the portal, but you know, he could be all right, but he's definitely going to have some growing pains as a true freshman and, I don't know if they're keeping Levy or he's leaving, but if he doesn't come back, then you might have to hire a new OC. Um, but for the most part, the rich got richer. Um, that's the way recruiting is, is now. You rarely see a lot of flips. You saw a good amount of flips today, but it's not a lot of flips like it used to be because most of these kids have their mind predetermined for the early national the early national sign of day because we still got the one coming up in February too. Yep. Um, USC lands three top 15 recruits. Um, they obviously got uh, Malachi Nelson, who is most people consider the number one quarterback recruit of this class. Um, they also landed Zachariah Branch from Bishop Gorman out of uh, Las Vegas. Um, they're still in the running for Deuce Robinson, tight end out of Arizona. 
He's crystal balled about 62% to USC, so they could land him too. And then they also landed uh, – who was the other guy they landed in the – uh, Makai Lemon, he's yeah, a top Lemon. twenty player. He's gonna he's gonna be a wide receiver. He uh, he could play cornerback, but I guess his future is at wide receiver. He broke out this year as a wideout. Yeah, another guy to keep your eye on that they might get is Roderick Pleasant out of Sarah High School. He's pretty much the fastest man in the in the in the class. He runs a ten one and a hundred meters, and he's a legit Oof. football player, cornerback. He's a top five cornerback. So hopefully we can land him. Him and uh. Zachariah Branch returning kicks or punts. Good luck. Yeah, that could be that could be nasty. Also, <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't really surprised, but a lot of talk the last couple of weeks that you know Colorado was going to land a huge recruiting class and to be on the lookout. Um, they aren't even in the top. I'm I'm still scrolling down. They aren't even in the top fifty, Irving. <laughs> They're gonna do their damage the second national signing day because look, they got they picked up Travis Hunter today, which most people knew that they would. Yeah. But the big fish that they might get is Cormani McLean. He's the number one. Uh, he's he's the number one cornerback, to, top uh, top four, top five player. He was supposed to sign with Miami today, but he didn't. He actually, I don't know if he visited Colorado yet, but he must have snuck in to visit the Colorado over the weekend or right before signing day. Yeah, and now he's waiting to sign in February, and he's already been crystal ball to Colorado today. So, I think that's going to be the big fish that they land in this recruiting class. I'm still seeing uh, that he's crystal balled to Miami, but that could obviously change. Oh no, they're gonna start pouring in um, probably tomorrow because they don't use they update them every 24 hours. Okay, um, and then uh, as far as transfers are concerned. We have, uh, as far as so so far, Michigan number one. They have seven commits, um, five four stars, two three stars. Um, Florida State is six commits. They're number two. UCLA number three with six commits. Uh, USC number four with six commits. Um, and this doesn't include Trace Ford, who is projected to go to USC as well. And then Oregon and number five. And who else? Dylan Wade, the offensive tackle, the oh, yeah, uh, left tackle Tulsa. from Tulsa. Yeah. Hopefully he's right now, USC has momentum to get him. Is down to USC and Auburn. Man, USC definitely needs an offensive lineman. Anyways, we wanted to get all that information for uh, for signing day. Uh, big day, obviously. A couple surprises, obviously, with Oregon able to flip uh, Powell from uh, Notre Dame to Oregon. Irv saying that he might not even go there. That's something to keep an eye on. We'll keep people updated, obviously, throughout the offseason and into next year as we do our previews. But let's talk college football bowls. So tomorrow on Thursday, we have a couple games. Right. Um, now, from now until basically a couple days after New Year's, we're going to have a handful of games, dude. Yeah, we're going to have bowl games pretty much every day or every other day. Excluding Christmas, we're going to have pretty much a bowl game damn near every day starting next week. Yep. I lied. There's only one game tomorrow. Yeah. Um that's gonna be Baylor and Air Force. Uh Baylor currently uh three and a half point favorites. They come into this game six and six straight up, seven and five against the spread, eight and four to the over. Air Force is nine and three straight up, six and six against the spread, five and seven to the over. Um Baylor laying the three and a half. The total is at forty three. What do you think about this game? Um, it all depends on can Baylor stifle that triple option. If they do that, then they win this game handily. If they can't, then it's going to be a dogfight. Now, I think Baylor is uh, favored by 3.5. I actually like that bet because they can throw the ball. Now, if they can get um, Air Force, if they could get on them early, go up, let's say, 10 points, uh, two touchdowns, then they could comfortably win the game. But if Air Force gets an early lead, then it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, and they don't—they didn't really lose anybody, to be honest. Um, their biggest transfer portal guy they're losing in this game is Devin Neal, who is their starting safety. But, I mean, their defense wasn't great this season anyways. Um, and then, obviously, Air Force, I mean, they're really not going to lose that much, and they they also don't report anything. So <laughs> we, yeah. we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we know we don't know what they filled in tomorrow. So Yeah, Um. I agree with the triple option. I mean, Baylor's strength, uh, usually under Dave Aranda, is stopping the run. They weren't 
Yeah. They were decent at stopping the run this year, but they weren't like as great as they normally are stopping the run. But I agree with you as far as uh, passing the ball. Like I just think Blake Shaven, he's he's also a big game quarterback. He usually shows up in big games. Um, and Air Force really isn't good against the pass. Seventy fifth in predicted points added against the pass. Ninetieth in success rate. So I'm I'm in. The, I agree with you. If if Air Force gets behind by two touchdowns or more. This one could get ugly. You know, yeah. there might not be a backdoor cover. So it's going to be imperative that Air Force is able to, um, from the jump, you know, really control the game and control the clock and, and play field position and play uh, time of possession. You know what I mean? That's what they're going to have to do. I kind of lean Air Force in this game, though, because I, I'm not sure the motivation factor for a Baylor in this situation because I was a team that had aspirations of winning the Big 12. Like, they weren't expecting to be playing in the – what the fuck is this bowl game called? The Armed Forces Bowl. The Armed Forces Bowl. But that's, again, it goes to not, not being able to win close games. And we know what type of coach Dave Aranda is, so I don't think motivation going to ever be a problem as far as them getting up to play a game. But um, Troy Calhoun is also 7-5 ATS in bowl games. Dave Aranda, this is only a second bowl game. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't see the, uh, I just, I don't see, I don't see Air Force winning this game. Now, they could got a, they got a chance at covering, but this is probably going to be outside of, I don't know, I think Baylor might be the best team they faced all year. For Air Force? Yeah. Other than, uh, let me see, they played, uh. They played Boise State. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Fresno, but they didn't play Fresno this year. They they happened to miss them. Yeah, so I like Baylor this game. Give me Baylor minus the three and a half. Damn, so we're split on this one. I like yeah. Air Force plus the three and a half. You like Baylor minus the three and a half. What do you think about the total? The total is the over under is forty three, I believe. Forty three. Give me the uh, probably the under because you know Air Force don't give up a lot of points. They only give up thirteen point three points a game, and Baylor averages thirty three. So I could see Baylor probably scoring twenty one to twenty four points, maybe. And Air Force probably scoring like 10 or 17. So, probably go under. But it's a bowl game, though. So, you know, most of these bowl games have been going over. So, I just, I'll stick with the trend of going over. Because I think the only game that hasn't went over, honestly, is UTSA. Detroit, that one went way under. And the Liberty game went under. The Liberty game went under. And I think Cincinnati and Louisville went under. Yeah, well, no, actually, I think Cincinnati Louisville went over. Oh, okay. No, they only scored thirty-one points. Yeah, no, I went under. It went under. The first half went over. That was that was the one that went first half over. Uh, I kind of lean the under in this one. I don't know. I don't really like the total. Yeah, I don't like like that total. I do like Air Force though. Yeah, I like Baylor. One of us gonna lose that one. Probably gonna be you. Nah, not really because the um the, the the academies don't do too well in bowl games. So, I mean, uh, homeboys, uh, Troy Calhoun's seven and five against the spread in in bowl games. So he's been there a long time now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's hop into our next game. We got uh Louisiana Lafayette. Um, this is going to be what bowl game is this? The Radiance, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Yeah, that one. It's going to be played on Friday. This is between UL Lafayette and Houston, uh, Louisiana. This is Shreveport, Louisiana, and the temperature is going to be 33 degrees. Um, it is being played pretty early, too. It was a noon kick. Um, Louisiana Lafayette comes into this game six and six straight up, seven and five against the spread, six and six to the over. Houston, seven and five straight up, four and eight against the spread. 10-2 to the over. 
Houston, in my opinion, is one of the most disappointing teams of the season. This is a team that I, that I thought was going to win their conference. Not only did they not win their conference, I mean they 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 were never that good. Um, yeah, they were, they were pretty damn bad. Yes. Honestly, for this game, I would uh, the first thing I would bet is the over because both of these defenses give up a lot of points and a lot of yards, and I don't think that's going to change <laughs> in this bowl game. Um. Houston is they lost their last game to Tulsa 37 to 30. The uh, Raging Cajuns won against Texas State 41 to 13. So one team is riding a one game winning streak, and then one team is riding a, a one game losing streak. They won, they both won two out of their last four games. So they're pretty much even in that department. I think this is going to come down to the quarterback play, honestly, because Tooney can throw the ball pretty damn good. He's just he just turns the ball over a lot, man. <laughs> and that's what it is. And that's his worst deficiency. Yep. Uh, Dale is a great receiver. Yes, thirteen hundred plus yards and fifteen touchdowns. So can the raging cages stifle him or stop him in any kind of way? Would be another big point of emphasis in this game. And what team can stop the run? Because they both give up a lot of running yards. One team gives up one forty two on the ground, the other one gives up one forty four. So Um Dell has opted out. He did? Yeah, he's going to the NFL. He's opted out of the bowl game. Well, that gives uh Dana Holgerson's also two and seven against the spread in postseason games. Yeah. Honestly, I like this over. I don't really I'm not feeling any team that much. Because we all know what Houston had been in this league this year, super inconsistent. And the Raging Cajuns, I only watched them probably once or twice, honestly. So, Yeah, I only watched a couple of their games. I watched one of the Friday night games that they played. Yeah. Um, I just think that seven's a lot of points, dude. It is. That's why I like the over. I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game because – 57. One team gives up 33 points a game, and the other one pretty gives up 23 points a game. And this is easily the best offense that the Raging Cajuns is going to play all year. This game opened at 3-2 and has been bet all the way up to – or not bet, but is up to 5. Or 7. 7, sorry, 7. Yeah, it's up to 7. Man. The total open at 60 has been bet down to 57. Makes sense. I think the weather, people are scared of the weather. What's the weather like? Uh, 13 degrees, 23, 23, or 13, 13 mile an hour winds, 23 degrees. Yeah, that wind is not that much of a factor. Yeah, this one, uh, Man, I don't really like this game to be honest. <laughs> I don't like it either. I'm going with you said. I'm going with the over. I'm not betting the team for this game. Yeah, I now, lean. I lean the over, and I, I lean over fifty seven, and I lean actually. You know what? Without Dell, I don't know, dude. Because you gotta think. Houston gives up down there 300 yards a game passing. <laughs> and but UL doesn't really pass the ball that much. I know. That's what I'm saying. They don't pass the ball a lot. So they go kind of play into uh, UH hands. They're 109th uh, predicted points added passing on offense, but they're 28th on defense. And then rushing the ball, they're not really good at running the ball either. Like their offense isn't that great. UL's. Yeah, they just got to yeah, run at a mill regular, regular, regular offense. But this defense is terrible, so it can make this offense look a lot better than what it really is. So that's true. That that's is why true. I lean over because you know Houston's going to score points. They've been scoring points. They they lowest point total this year. I got to look it up, but they lost the game seventy seven to sixty three. So. <laughs> <laughs> they score did. points a Houston problem. They just got to stop a damn nosebleed. That's all they got to do. Yeah, uh, defensively, they are 95th PPA against the rut, a pass, and 82nd against the run, dude. That's so, I mean, like, they're really bottom half of the league, dude. And both, yeah. um, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'll, I like the over 57, and, and I lean Houston minus a seven. 
Um, just because UL's offense is just so bad, dude, that Houston might be able just to run it up. You know what I mean? Like, maybe a backdoor cover comes into play, but, I mean, this could very well be a, a, a multi-score game, in my opinion. Yeah, this could easily be a blowout, bro. Like right. tonight, your your boys was on that. They had our hilltoppers of, of minus four underdog, and guess what the final score was? Well, did it, did it already end? Yeah, it just ended. It's the final score. I think it's fifty-one to twenty-three. No, forty-four to twenty-three, and basically Western Kentucky is running the clock out. It's two twenty-eight left, and it could have been a lot worse too because yeah. uh, Western Kentucky missed a field goal, <clears throat> and that one-handed interception that one saved hand. a touchdown. Yep. So I mean, it could have been. A lot worse. I mean, they were moving the, the ball with at Easily. will, dude. Reed looked like a, a first round pick tonight. Yeah, he really did, dude. Against the South Alabama defense, I think it was like top fifteen, top twenty. They're good. Uh, South Alabama is young though. Um, yeah, they're, they really they're gonna be really started, good next year. Uh, they too deep is full of freshmen and sophomores, so they should be really good again next year. Yeah, they they might win that conference in the Sun Belt next year. Yeah, that's a team to keep an eye out for. Um, all right, let's move on to our next game. We got the uh, Wake Forest Demons against the Mizzou Tigers. This is the Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> the Gasparilla Bowl at Raymond James Stadium in the Union Home Mortgage old, Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, the good old Tampa and good old Tampa Bay, Florida. Maybe we'll actually see a good football game in Tampa Bay this year, huh? Yeah, I think this one. <laughs> I think this one could be a low key shootout too, especially with the opt outs. But the thing to watch for for Missouri, they're going to be without their best wide receiver, and that's never a good thing. Um, Wake Forest comes in this game seven and five straight up, seven and five against the spread, five and seven to the over. Mizzou six and six straight up, seven and five against the spread, four and eight to the over. Wake Forest lane two here. Um, Mizzou, obviously the better defensive team. Wake Forest, obviously the better offensive team. Um, what do you think about this one? You, you like, I like Mizzou in this game, to be honest. I think they're going to win. They do have a better defense, uh, but Sam Hartman, for some reason, I don't know, he rises to the occasion in bigger games. I honestly was looking at the over when I first started looking at this. Once I started looking at the opt-outs, I don't know, losing your best receiver is really going to hurt uh, Missouri because their quarterback, he's not that good. And well, that's really leans. all they lost. I know, but that's a big part of their offense because he they lean on him a lot in the run game, screens, reverses. Hold on, who, like, who, who are you talking about? Uh, love it, the, uh, uh, the wide receiver. Because Perry's been practicing. Uh, Missouri has – oh, you, you're talking about Missouri losing love it. Yeah, they lost Lovett. Yeah, they also lost DJ Jackson. Um, they lost their linebacker, Lovett. Um, and they lost LJ Hewitt. They actually lost two de- defensive backs and a linebacker. I know two of them were starters, though. Oof, this one's tough, bro. Yeah, that's why I leaned um, way forward, because they got less opt-outs. <laughs> but I do – I like what Mizzou's been building, dude. I know they've been playing good the second half of the year. Besides getting, uh, besides getting their ass destroyed by Tennessee, they've been playing some pretty good football. Yeah, they met Tennessee in a bad one though, because Tennessee was coming off that loss to Georgia. No, that was coming off the loss to uh, South Carolina. No, nah, that was Georgia. They're coming off Georgia? that. Yeah, they're coming off that L to Georgia because remember they like scored. Oh that yeah, 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 yeah. Touchdown November, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I kind of lean Missouri in this game. This is another one that I don't really like. I actually kind of like the under, though, because I don't know if Mizzou's going to be able to score points. So, like, the only way they're going to stay in this game is if it's a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like the uh, the under here. I guess I would kind of – I guess I – I don't know, man. All right, lean Missouri. Got you. Lean Missouri. Lean the under. Plus the two. Lean the under. All right. I actually kind of like the under. 
Yeah, it's not much to talk about for this game, just like the next game. Yeah, next game we got a MTSU versus San Diego State. Um, MTSU, Middle Tennessee, they come into this game seven and five straight up, five, six, and one against the spread, seven and five to the over. San Diego State, seven and five straight up, five and seven against the spread, five and seven to the over. San Diego State lane seven here. The total's 49. What do you think about this one? Um, San Diego State has a real good defense. Yeah. Middle Tennessee State has a okay offense, but San Diego State has a lot better like team speed and fun, like uh, as far as uh, um, athletes go. Yeah, um, I think San Diego State should honestly run away with this one. They won't score that many points. They probably score between twenty four to twenty seven points. Yeah, they don't so score a lot. I, yeah, I don't think Middle Middle Tennessee scores over ten against this team, honestly. Yeah, San Diego State, uh, really good defensively. Um, I agree with you there. I also do like how they played once they put um that kid from that kid that used to be the the safety once they put him at yeah, once they put him at quarterback. Like they actually started playing better. Like surprisingly, he was definitely their best option at quarterback Uh, but he can't turn the ball over (laughs) that's his biggest issue is like sometimes he forces things and he turns the ball over but since he's played i mean they've had a lot better record they've been a lot better of a team yeah the only blunder was against air force so he lost 13 to 3 yeah and they like honestly they could have done a lot better in that game but they kept turning it over yeah, they had like four. What three? Was it three turnovers or four turnovers yeah, in the game? Three turnovers, and a lot of them were in the red zone too. Okay. So, with that being said, I do kind of I do like San Diego State in this position. I, I'm with you, dude. I just don't think Middle Tennessee is going to be able to do a ton against this defense. Eighth predicted points added defense, fifty seventh against the run. Middle Tennessee, uh, not graded either. Ninetieth predicted points added passing, ninety fifth running the ball. Yeah, they are good at stopping the run, though. Well, I shouldn't say like good, but they're like in the fiftieth percentile of stopping the run, so they're decent. But yeah, I'm with you. I uh, San Diego State actually might be one of my best bets here. SDSU minus seven. Sign me up. Beam me up, Scotty. I like it. All right, let's move on to our next game. We have New Mexico State. In Bowling Green in a barn burner here in the uh, Quick Lane Bowl. <laughs> the Quick Lane Bowl. This is on Monday, December 26th. Oh, uh, I forgot to say, Middle, Ten- uh, Middle Tennessee and San Diego State is the Hawaii Bowl. The Hawaii Bowl. So they're going to have excellent weather. Don't have to worry about the field being uh, sleet or snow or anything like that. It's going to be a, a tropical climate, and they're going to have plenty of fun in Hawaii. Yep. Um and for a team like, or I'm sorry, like Middle Tennessee, like it's cold in the winter in Tennessee. Now they're going to Hawaii. A lot of those guys have probably never been to Hawaii. Whereas like yeah. San Diego State, you know, they play at Hawaii every other year. They've been there. They live in probably the nicest climate in in the country in San Diego. It's a business trip for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn, I that's what I, man. San Diego State actually, or that might be my favorite bet. Of this entire <laughs> slate. All right, uh, let's move on to our next team. Uh, New Mexico State Bowling Green. This is the what, what bowl is this? The Quick Lane Bowl. The Quick Lane Bowl. This is playing yeah, being Ford played Field in Detroit, so you don't got to worry about the elements for this one. Nah, I mean, it doesn't matter for New Mexico State. They ain't lighting nobody up offensively. Yeah, that's true. My my best bet for this game is the under. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Bowling Green can score. Uh, their issue is turning the ball over. And they give up 33 points a game. Because they turn it over. And they yeah, give opponents short field. Um, I'm surprised like, that quarterback is still starting. Marshall? But the thing is, is like when he's when he's on duty, he's hella yeah, good. Yeah, he's good. Wait, did he opt out? Um, let me see. I have the opt-out list here. No, they only have one transfer portal guy opted out, and that's okay. Devon Ferguson, Ferguson, a uh, cornerback. Okay. Um, New Mexico State, though, their starting quarterback, Diego Pavia, might not be able to play. Yeah, if he's not playing, definitely give me the under. 
Yeah, that's a that's tough. Um, and Jerry Kill also one in five against the spread in bowl games. He's the head coach for New Mexico State, so keep that in mind. Some of these coaches just you know, a lot of them are just kind of over it at this point. Ooh, so that mean I would probably lean Bowling Green for this one then. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Bowling Green has failed to cover three of their last four games, and five of their seven have gone uh, last five of their seven have gone under. So that probably says go with the under or take them money line because they probably won't cover. But they should, though, because New Mexico can't really score like that. No, they can't. Um, New Mexico State on offense, 83rd predicted points added rushing and 94th passing, 114th success rate in passing. So, I mean, they're not very good at throwing. Yeah, that's not very good. Yeah, I might lean Bowling Green minus the three and a half, honestly. Matt McDonald, like I said, I mean, he's an average quarterback, just can't turn it over. Um, he's, I mean, there's games where he looks, like, phenomenal, dude, and then there's games where he just looks fucking putrid, dude. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get. But I do think that the climate control, you know what I mean, in the dome, I think that yeah. benefits him, dude, in my opinion. It does, because he, uh, he don't have to play outside in the elements. Yeah, I kind of, I might like Bowling Green in this one, too. I don't like taking all these favorites, man. Only a four-point spread, too. Yeah. Plus, it's a bowl game. So, a lot of these bowl games are not going to be that that far off, that far apart when it comes to the spread. So, yeah, But no. Western Kentucky, you did your thing. Shout out to y'all. Yep. All right. So, I like, I'll, I'm leaning Bowling Green there in that one. Minus three and a half. All right. Let's move on to our, our next game. We're going to try and fly through some of these fucking yeah. – these little ones. We got Georgia Southern shootout playing Buffalo. Uh, this is the Camellia Bowl. The total sixty four. Buffalo is three and a half point dogs right now. Complete shootout. Even whoever has the ball last is going to win. Buffalo not very good offensively though. I know, but Georgia Southern is terrible on defense, so that's going to make the uh, their offense look a little better than what it is. That's true. And because Georgia Southern averages 33 points a game and gives up 32. They allow 496 yards on defense. Oof. 250 passing, 240 rushing. Man. Georgia Southern on defense, 125th in predicted points added against rushing the ball. It's almost last in, in the country. Um, the only thing that might stifle this over is the weather because it's going to be 50 degrees. And they're all going to be playing in Montgomery, Alabama. Nah, 53 is not terrible. Yeah, it's not. Over 67 and a half, though. That's a lot, dude. That's a lot. But I I definitely see this game being 41 to 38, that type of game. I actually like Buffalo plus the points, dude. I think not only do they cover, I think they win this game. Because of what you said, Georgia Southern just so terrible defensively. If Buffalo can just get a couple stops... They Georgia Southern might not get seat. any stops. They might not get any stops. So give me Buffalo there. Um, all right, we got our next game. We got Seth Pro First Responders Bowl, Memphis versus Utah State. The battle of the six and sixes, and it'll be at uh, Gerald Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Gerald Ford Stadium, Dallas, Texas. The weather. Is it's in the doors, isn't it? Fifty six and cloudy, no rain, no snow. Um, the over under is sixty. Right now, you got Memphis minus seven point five, and you got Utah State plus seven seven point five. This is another game where both defenses give up a lot of yards. Both offenses average. Well, Memphis averages 35 points a game, and Utah State averages 23. But Utah also gives up 30 points a game. Yeah. And both teams' quarterbacks turn the ball over pretty damn often. So that's not a good thing either. Utah State did finish the year pretty well. They had that, yeah. they had that W against uh, San Jose State. Yeah, they won three of their last four, and they got blew out by Boise State, forty-two to twenty-three. But Boise State was at home. Yeah, that blue turf is different. Yeah. Um. 
Seven and a half's a lot though, dude. That's a lot though. But they give up thirty points a game, so Yeah. I kinda likes Utah State in this spot, dude. I think they're the better team. They're younger. I think they're gonna be more motivated. Catching the points plus the seven and a half. Yeah. Nice. I like Utah State plus the seven and a half. I like how they finished the year, except for that Boise State loss, but Boise State was on. Yeah, on a Boise run. State was on the run, and they ran up against Jay Kaner, who's probably one of the hottest quarterbacks in the um, country right now. Yep. Memphis, on the other hand, they finished the year with a bad loss to SMU, too. So, yeah, give me Utah State as well. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. I like Utah State here. Um, all right, we got our next team, uh, Coastal Carolina versus ECU. This is the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Um, this game currently, ECU laying eight and a half, and the total is 62 and a half. Um, obviously, Coastal Carolina, they're uh, all-time greatest quarterback in the history of that program, um, will not be playing in this bowl game. Yeah, and they lost to Troy, who's no barn burner on offense, 45 to 26. And they're facing a better team on offense with more weapons, better balanced. Give me ECU minus the uh, eight and a half. I would bet this game. I would feel comfortable going all the way up to 10 because when you lose a quarterback like uh, Grayson McCall, that's not, that's never good for your program, And let alone it's Coastal Carolina. So their offense is in shambles without that man. Yeah, and also I could see – the over hitting here, yeah. The over definitely could hit, but I like uh, give me uh, Eastern Carolina with the points. They should win this game by at least a touchdown or two. I mean, minimum more than a touchdown, honestly, because um, Coastal Carolina looked bad versus Troy without McCall. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they didn't really look that great all season, you know, yeah. compared to last year and the year before when they were like hella good. Dark horses to make the damn playoffs. Yeah, so I'm with you, dude. I, I like Eastern Carolina there. Um, all right, next game we have is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, this is between Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Currently, uh, this this game opened Oklahoma State <laughs> catching three and a half, still sitting there, and the totals at forty three and a half. The totals come down from forty eight and a half for obvious reasons. Um, Both quarterbacks. One Graham Mertz says. Uh, Committed to the mighty Florida Gators. Yeah. And, and Sanders is still in the transfer portal. I don't think he chose a home yet. Yeah, he's and, uh he's still in the transfer portal. And in uh Oklahoma State's lost a lot, dude. Yeah. Dominic Richardson, got... Mason Cobb, Trace Ford, Thomas Harper, Kenny mm-hmm. Williams, Braylon Presley. Um, and then they got guys out with injury, Bryson Green, Jace uh one of their offensive linemen is Jason Brooks. And Gunnar Gundy should be starting at quarterback here. He was awful in the game he started before. Yeah, I think this game goes under, honestly. But on the flip side, you know, Wisconsin has a lot of guys out too. They've mm-hmm. they had a lot of guys opt out, and they had a lot of guys in the transfer right. portal. Um, did Braylon Allen actually? Is he? No, staying? he stayed, but I don't think he's playing in the bowl game. I don't. Have, they don't have him listed here. Yeah, I don't think he's playing in the bowl game. He entered the transfer portal, and then I think he withdrew like three days later when they hired Luke. When they hired Luke Fickle. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of guy you want to play for. Yeah. Um, this is a tough game because obviously Wisconsin has a new coach, so we don't know how the coaching situation is going to go for this game. Obviously, Luke Fickle's not going to be coaching this game. Um, nope. I kind of like Oklahoma State here, dude, plus a three and a half. But I, I'm with you, dude. I'd probably play the under over anything. My brother fucking suck at soccer. <laughs> I kind of like, uh, like Oklahoma State here in the under, dude. I think Oklahoma State, they have more, uh, like, Offensive firepower, but my his son didn't look that good. Hopefully, well, maybe this time practicing, maybe he looks better. 
not even necessarily that. offensive firepower, but I mean they just have more um like uh like Mike Gundy's been there, you know what I mean? Like he's been the coach. So you know we know what we're gonna get from Mike Gundy. We don't know what we're gonna get. Who's the interim coach for Wisconsin? We don't know. And they have and if, if Graham Mertz was starting, we know the backup ain't too much better. So Jim Leonard Jim Leonard's gonna coach this actually. Okay. But he's leaving, but he's leaving after the game. You think so? You no, know, he didn't he didn't he announced that he was leaving. He didn't. Damn, well, but I think he's going to the NFL. Damn, maybe Wisconsin stands up for him. I don't know. I don't like a side on there. Give me the under, though. Yeah, Fickle tried to keep him, but I think. Uh... All right, let's move on to our next game. We have uh, Duke versus UCF here. Um, blue, blue Devils. The blue, the the Devils that are blue of Duke. They are eight and four versus a nine and four Central Florida team. This is the military they- bowl, by the way. The Military Bowl, it's in Annapolis, Maryland. UCF um, nine and four straight up, seven and six against the spread, six and seven to the over. Duke is eight and four straight up, eight and four against the spread, five, six and one to the over. Duke's lane three. The total is sixty two and a half here. And I think John Rice Pumley either transferred or opted out of the bowl game, right? They have a few both these teams actually have a few opt outs. Yeah. Um John Reese Plumley is he didn't opt out, but it does say that he may not play. Okay. Um Millie Keene is the one that entered the portal, their second string quarterback. Okay. Um but they did lose Devontae Brown, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste, who's a linebacker, Ryan O'Keefe, and Jordan Johnson to the transfer portal. Um and then Duke has nobody to the transfer portal. So they're they're yeah. intact. Gimme Duke. Yeah, minus the three. Yeah, I'm kinda with you here. Do I love what, what Duke did this year, man. I thought they were yeah. they Elko is building something really nice down there. The QB is a playmaker. He just gotta play within offense and don't turn the ball over. Yeah, they played um, above and beyond. Yeah. Nobody saw them going eight and four and they went in Miami and beat the absolute dog shit out of Miami. So <laughs> And oh boy, threw up to you and broke it. So shout out to him. Uh, yeah, UCF looked at horrible against Tulane. So I don't think they even gonna be that motivated for this bowl game, honestly. Yeah, and like I think UCF is another team where like they had a lot of high expectations, kind of didn't live up to it this year. Got to kind of question the motivation factor here for that team. I mean, that was a team that they were you know, should have probably won the AAC. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to uh, our next game, which is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Kansas versus Arkansas. This one should be a good game. Kansas should definitely com- be a lot of points scored in this game. The over/under is sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, Kansas comes into this game <laughs> six and six straight up, seven four and one against the spread, eight and four to the over. Arkansas six and six straight up, six and six against the spread, eight three and one to the over. Um, Kansas is lane three, the total 69, which Irvin just alluded to. What do you think about this one, Irvin? Uh, who's quarterback and Daniels or Bean? Uh, Mr. Bean does not say that anybody has opted out so or any injury. So I'm, I'm seeing, uh, no, nothing there. And then as far as Arizona, their biggest loss is, uh, Barry Odom. He, uh, Took the UNLV coaching job. He was their Ooh, defensive, Arkansas. yeah, Arkansas's um, head co- or defensive coordinator. Sorry. Um, and then, as far as the transfer portal, Arkansas lost uh, tight end Trey Knox, defensive back Miles Slusher, wide receiver Kentron Jackson, and their second string quarterback Malik Hornsby. KJ mm-hmm. Jefferson has said he's going to stay for a second year. Okay, both defenses give up over four hundred and fifty yards a game. Over 250, comfortably passing. I would lean Kansas plus the three, but I really like the over. Yeah, I like the over, too. Because Kansas gives up 33 points, basically 34, and Arkansas gives up 29. But, damn, dude, 69 is a lot of points, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of points. And then the weather is going to be – I don't see the weather. 47 and windy, it says. 
Okay. It's going to be in Memphis, Tennessee, though. I don't know, man. If I had to bet this, I'm taking Kansas plus the three, but I think it's going to be a shootout. I like that over. I'm actually going to lean the under just because I think 69 is too much. Mm-hmm. And then I would lean KU plus a three. I think it's going to be a close game. I think and I, honestly, game. I think Kansas is going to be more motivated than Arkansas because Kansas hasn't played in a bowl game in fucking forever. And on top of that, the uh, Arkansas won't have a defensive coordinator. So, yeah, yep. that's always going to hurt. Um, all right, we got another game here that could be a possible shootout. That's Oregon and North Carolina. This is the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Um, this one's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern, so 5 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, 1228. So uh, after this one wraps up, we'll probably be going live, doing our third installment of the College Ball Bowl preview in which we'll be talking about um, the College Ball playoffs at that point. Playoffs in the New Year's Six. Yep. So now this game, go for it. Let's run down the opt-outs and the transfers first. So we got for North Carolina transfer portal opt-outs: Tony Grimes, cornerback; safety Cameron Kelly, cornerback Storm Duck; linebacker Renera Dilworth, and their second-string quarterback Jacoby Criswell. Oregon, we have Dante Thornton, Stephen McGee, Sean Dollars, Byron Cardwell. Their third-string quarterback, Jay Butterfield, linebacker Justin Flo, linebacker Jackson LaDuke, defensive end Brady Swinson, and that's everyone. And they had opt-outs from uh, cornerback Christian College and DJ Johnson. Bo yeah, Nicks will be this, playing, though. This point, scare, this point spread kind of – I don't really understand. They got North Carolina plus 14 and Oregon minus 14 and a half. Yeah, it seems like too much, huh? That's way too much. Honestly, I would love taking North Carolina plus fourteen with that offense because they have no opt outs on offense. So, yeah, unless they know something like Drake May's gonna like surprisingly fucking not play or something. No, I think he plays because he would have opted out by now if he wasn't. Plus, he's coming back. He has to come back, and he didn't go to the portal. So, and then Josh Downs is. Could be a first-round pick at wide receiver. They haven't said anything about him opting out either. He's playing, too. Yes. I think Oregon's best corner opted out, too. Did Gonzalez opt out? Yeah, no, he didn't opt out, but he's – or I should say he opted out. He didn't enter the transfer portal, but he's not playing. Yeah. Got, like, give me oil, North Carolina plus the 14 and a half. Yeah, this line doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. <laughs> why is it, that's, why is it that's so be- much? That's better for me. That is crazy. All right, we got one last game to talk about. I'm with you all at UNC plus 14 out there. Um, so this is going to be the last game of, of the 28th. Texas Tech versus Ole Miss. What's, a, what's this bowl game called? This is the Tax Act Texas Bowl. The Texas Bowl, and it's played at NRG Stadium. In Houston. Uh, that's a dome, so you don't have to worry about any of the elements. Yep. Texas Tech comes in this game seven and five straight up, seven and five against the spread, eight and four to the over. Mississippi Old Miss eight and four straight up, four seven and one against the spread, six and six to the over. Texas Tech currently catching three and a half, the total sixty nine and a half. What do you think about this one? Um, this one's going to definitely be a shootout. Whatever defense could get a stop or two, or maybe a turnover that'll turn the game. Um, both teams give up a good amount in the run game, but I would trust the SEC defense more than I would trust Texas Tech. And looking at Texas Tech last game, they should have beat Oklahoma, but they fell apart and lost 51-48 to in overtime. And yeah. Mississippi State lost the Egg Bowl. Rest in peace to Mike Leach. He went out a winner. Um, they just had, I think they had his memorial to yesterday or the day before, so rest in peace to him. Yes, sir. Uh, but give me um, – Give me Ole Miss. I like them minus a three and a half or money line. I think this over probably gets shattered too at 69 and a half because they don't have to worry about the elements. They're in a controlled space inside a dome. But I just think Texas Tech is going to find a way to lose. That's what they've been doing lately. Yeah, and they really weren't good away from home. But I do think that this is almost like a home home game for them in in, a, in some aspect. Oh, wait, no, they beat Oklahoma. My bad. They came, they did come back and win. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but I like I like Ole Miss this game. Hmm. I think they make just enough stops on defense and score just enough points to win. I I think they cover too, honestly, the three and a half. Ole Miss five, uh, one in five in their last six games. ATS. Yeah, but they I don't know. Is Smith because I think Tyler Shuck is starting for uh, Texas Tech, right? He is. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, <laughs> give me Ole Miss. He wasn't bad though. Yeah, I know, but look who he played against. It's probably gonna be the best. Not even a not not probably won't be the best defense, but this will be the most athletic team he faces, and he struggles against athletic defenses. Texas Tech's defense was actually decent. Forty fourth predicted points added rushing, thirty ninth passing. Um, we obviously know Ole Miss not a great passing team. They are a good rushing team though. I actually kind of like the under in this game. Uh, maybe not because Texas Tech does nah, get a give both up of these teams down there get up thirty points. I think I just think Ole Miss is gonna get enough stops and they're gonna win the game. It'll probably win, but I don't I can see a backdoor cover here at the last minute. I'm gonna lean Texas Tech plus the three and a half. I don't love it though. Uh, give me uh I don't love this game. I like the I like the under sixty nine. I think that's too many points. Way too many points. Let's go, y'all. All right, let's get some best bets out of these games, Irv. What do you like? Uh, my best bet is North Carolina plus 14 and a half. All right. Uh, I like East Carolina minus the seven and a half. All right. And I'll do Baylor minus three and a half. Baylor minus three and a half. Uh, I'm going... Um, San Diego State minus seven against Middle Tennessee. I'm gonna go Buffalo plus three and a half, and I'm gonna go. Utah State plus seven and a half. Utah State plus seven and a half. So Irvin has. North Carolina plus 14 and a half. East Carolina minus seven and a half. Baylor minus three and a half. I got San Diego State minus seven. Buffalo plus three and a half. And Utah State plus seven and a half. Let's go. Let's bring home these W's this week. And all these bowl games. Just a tip out there. Just because there's so many bowl games doesn't mean you have to bet them all. All right. Pick and choose which ones you actually like. Because as you heard us talk about, there was a handful of games we didn't love. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Sometimes the best bet you make is the one that you don't make at all. Houston Lafayette, you went under 56, right? Yeah, I like the under there. I think it's going to be sloppy as fuck. (laughs) Houston without their best receiver. You know what I mean? I don't know their motivation factor. They had a pretty... Terrible year, and Louisiana not very good on offense. One of the worst offensive teams in the country. All right. Nice. Well, we will not be seeing y'all on Sunday because it's Christmas, so I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, We'll be back maybe on Monday to do our Sunday show. We're, we're, We're still discussing it. If not, we will be back on Tuesday uh, to do our NFL Week 17 preview and pick show. And we'll be back next Wednesday talking college football playoffs. Deep diving those four games and and really talking about those four. Um, So with that being said, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate y'all. Make sure to uh, tap in with us. Instagram, Taproom Sports Podcast, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code Taproom for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. For Swerving Irving Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lads. See y'all later. Have a great Christmas. Jeez.
Merry Christmas.